Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Hi, Antoinette. Hi, Shani. How are you? I am wonderful. My big project is done at work. You killed it. Good job. I really Good did kill you. it. I really did. I want you to talk into your mic, though. I was just going to say. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh different, huh? I'm hearing myself. I'm hearing myself. <laughs> uh, I really was, I really did kill it. I had to give myself a pat on the back. I was like, girl, you killed that. To the point where, like, everybody else recognized it, too. And I had, I don't think any, I didn't tell you this, but during that weekend I cried because I was, I wanted to punch my VP in the face for some stuff that he had said about me and just my professionalism in general, where he's just basically stereotyping because I killed it. And he left and didn't even say good job or thank you or anything. So whatever. I still killed it. My executive director acknowledged it. My artistic director acknowledged it. I feel good. I'm very happy. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm here in New York <laughs> with you. JoJo's here. Got a special guest. JoJo's cutting school. Say so hi, Joe. Creating good values. <laughs> so who else is here? Fran. Hi. Fran. 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 Hi. Hi. Mama, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> hi, y'all. Hey, Fran. Hey, is here. She really claps all around. I will add claps. Don't you worry. Um, We are so happy to have her here because we've known Fran for a little while. We've been seeing her off and on different places, trying to connect, trying to be about this life. And Fran is just an angel. The first time I met Fran, I could have possibly offended her, but I think she rolled with it. When I was like, I can see it in you. You're just like a holistic hood rat. How could I forget? And I was like, and Shanti looked at me like, girl, this is why. Where were we? We were at the curl. We were filming the curl. Oh, right. And that that was so funny. Afterwards, I was like, not everybody gets my humor, and I need to be more (laughs) conscious of that. So I loved it, though. You you roll with it. I did. I was like, okay, (laughs) she's a real one. Because somebody else would have been like, girl, you don't know me. (laughs) But Fran is here. Very excited. Yay, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Thank you. Fran, how like, are you, Fran? Yeah, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm very Be honest. Got you up and out early. You know, you have me around humans <laughs> at noon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Kind of. Um, I'm good. I'm really good. I had a great workout this morning. Yeah, got a lot of work done. You know, when you, you still get training? A lot, yes. Yes. When you get a lot done before noon, there's always this. Yes. This mm-hmm. Feeling of accomplishing adulting. So I feel good. What very time do you good. wake up? Um. Six forty-five, oh, seven. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Did you get your how many hours? Ten hours of sleep? Is it ten or twelve? <laughs> I got nine this time nine. because Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, let's go into that real fast. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm a, go ahead. You what, what did you think? Shanti doesn't watch it, y'all, and I keep trying to tell her to watch it. I but, mean, she, I don't know if she would want to. No, she still needs to watch it. 
and just stop after. For all I me, know is the Red Wedding. That's right. all I know. But right. you have to stop, I think, at after the Battle of Winterfell. I think that's when I'm like, <laughs> really? I just over. don't like it's the over. names. Like, that turns me off. What you just said, <laughs> the Battle of Winterfell and it's Dragons. I'm like, But what? no, it's all about Harry politics. Potter. It's all about politics. <laughs> it's not like Harry Potter at all. <laughs> um, It just felt rushed. Yeah. And, you know, the Starbucks cup and last night's episode. Water bottle. There was a water bottle It wasn't bottle a Starbucks cup, leg. though. It wasn't a we Starbucks? We got to stop giving Starbucks free press. It wasn't. It, it was, was a, a water coffee bottle? cup. Did it was a water bottle cup, yeah. behind one of the guy's legs last yeah. night. It's like, they just didn't care. It but just they, felt like they didn't care. They, to me, I feel so bad for the crew because they literally built an entire city a in a parking lot. Right. Yeah. And, like, the work that they have done... It just wasn't. It just wasn't directed. I don't think it was directed that well. I don't think it was written that well. Was it, and it the just same wasn't writers executed. and directors that? No, they they bring it? in different directors. The one director, Miguel Sapochnik, I think is amazing. But like, come on, names. I researched the show. That's I fucking awesome. love. Oh, I love this show. JoJo's here, but she has headphones on, y'all. So if you hear us cursing, <laughs> don't worry. Um, no, but I was just like, wow. There were moments for me, but like, Brand. Bro, I want Brian to die. So still, right now, what? I want him to die. Why? I just can't stand him. I was just weak at them calling him Brand the Broken. Yeah, Brand like, the Broken. What is First his of all, name? And Brand is the most accurate thing that I saw on social media was like Brand is the dude that is in the like in the group project. Right, and doesn't, doesn't do any doesn't work do anything. Gets a fucking gets an a. a. I was so aggravated. Ari is fucking Christopher Columbus now. Like, sis, <laughs> where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> I was aggravated. I was so aggravated. And what happened with John? So he just left the wall and went to go live his life. Like I, I knew that he was gonna go north. I knew that because Tormund was like, "You're wanted. a Northman." Yeah, yeah. And he wanted that the whole time. So, but like <laughs> the wildlings are my people. It's just the way they did it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they created a city, a whole universe, really, and they Got created a so universe invested. for us. There was a pace to each season yes. where it was almost frustrating because so many details and it was almost like drag on like mm-hmm. even for them to get from one city to the next it would, it take, would take a, whole, a season. whole season like but you got used to the pace so then for them to kind of just throw it all together yeah. in the last it was no longer character episodes right. yeah there was no more character development it was all plot driven and the character development was secondary which is not what the show is about so what happened to you is it was it a budgetary thing i think so the what they said was the game of thrones signed on for a certain amount of hours with hbo period okay and so i guess that contract was never Renewed? It, it was, or not even just renewed. Like, it, it was always renewed because they had a certain amount of hours. But the issue was, like, they didn't look at it and think, like, oh, we didn't pace ourselves right. We have a whole rest of the story to tell. How are we going to tell it type thing? But and something then about that doesn't make sense to me because wouldn't you sit with HBO for the for the sake of the show one would think. and be like, we need to rework these hours because the story is not going to fit. I think six. HBO also only had a certain amount of budget to give them. Like that is the most expensive show in the history of television though. So I think like they were just like, these are the hours that you had. And then the cast came together as well and renegotiated their contracts and was like, you got to pay us X amount of dollars. Stars at that point. Right. And then the other, like Cersei, for instance, she's in that episode. They show her face under the rubble. She got paid for that. 
Like there's a million stand- dollars. I heard. Right? Yes. Oh yes. One of them got paid a million dollar mm-hmm. an episode. Yes. To stand Stop. and drink wine in the window. In the window. Yeah, I saw that. Goals. Meme. I was like, what? Goals. <laughs> I ain't met her. But you know, I mean, I think part. I think that it wasn't. I think that it wasn't terrible if we were gauging it based off of regular TV standards. But I think that for Game of Thrones, it was like, this is a solid C minus. Yeah. And it was devastating. <laughs> I had a hard time sleeping. I did. I was thinking about John. I was thinking about Danny. And I was like, y'all deserve better than this. I also don't remember the last time I was this invested in a show where Thank I watched you. it in real time, season by season. What is it? Eight years? Yep. Like, I don't, yep. there's no show I can yep. think. Maybe... Weeds? Do y'all remember Weeds? I didn't watch. I never watched it. <laughs> I was into that, but even that I gave up after a while. Sex in the City, but that was right. How long ago was that? Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, but HBO does this. They have these amazing what about, shows, the and then they the don't drug finish dealer it well. Dad. Sopranos. No, the drug Breaking deal. Bad. Breaking, Breaking Bad. That's not HBO, Breaking oh, right? Oh, I that did like Breaking Bad. Yeah, but even that went to. Hell. I heard they the had shit, a good right? ending, though. I heard that was a good. People were satisfied with that ending. I heard but the But also opposite. there was no other, I don't even know how it ended, but I know he ends up dying. <laughs> oh, thanks. Tempo. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I mean, he has Spoiler a terminal alert. D- disease, son. Yeah. Like, he has cancer. You just <laughs> ruined it out. for so many people. Sorry, how yo. he goes, I don't know. <laughs> just, you gotta put a siren sound before she says it. <laughs> yep, right. But I was thinking about Game of Thrones, and I, last night I was thinking to myself, like, you know what? And I wrote on social media, like, I'm realizing that I have been so invested in this world because, like, reality is, like, full of fuck shit right now. (laughs) And I'm like, I actually need to just disappear into this dragon kind of fantasy place Mm -hmm. so that I can just, I guess, cope. And I'm the person that was, like... Watching all the theories online, had my own theories. Really? You oh my god, that was like I just Reddit. said Miguel Sapachnik. Like <laughs> sure I was research. Like when I like some shit, how to I'm like pronounce that last name too. Like, <laughs> I was into like their production. I was in. I was fucking in. Yeah, merch and like the figurines. I don't have the merch, but I did go to the live show <laughs> by myself. Come on, at um, what's the? I'm tripping. What's the? What's the big ass place? Oh, Madison Square Garden. I went and they have a lot. It's beautiful. Um, what's his name? Ramin Wait, Jawadi. What happened? Ramin there? Jawadi is the this most is amazing, amazing composer. <laughs> I'm geeking out. The most amazing. First of all, Game of this Thrones. This is white excellence. I don't care. Okay. Internet? I don't care. Calls it white excellence. This is. <laughs> it is white excellence. But Ramin Jawadi, he is the best composer I think ever. Like for any kind of television or movies. And I would argue that he does 40% of the heavy lifting on Game of Thrones. Like, this story is driven by the music. So you go, and it's a live show, and they have this screen from, like, floor to ceiling, and it's like a box. So wherever you're sitting, you get to see it. And they go from season one to, like, wherever they're at. And there's people dressed up like like people in How the actual... How long is this show? It was, like, three hours. but they, And they have, like, was- a full 
beautiful symphony orchestra with actors down there acting it out. And then you see this. People Wait, are screaming what? like, King of the North. Like, it's intense. <laughs> and you're just like, you're in it. And you really, like, your heart is pounding because you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You, Even though you watched this shit. I love you so much. I geeked out and went. That's and no amazing. one would go with me. So Thank I went by sharing. myself. You didn't tell anybody you were going, first of all. <laughs> I did. That's, I didn't know. I did because I posted the Rough Riders reunion and then that. And I was like, duality is the thing. Oh. Because those were the things that I had tickets for (laughs) that week. That's amazing. I don't care. But anyway, (laughs) y'all are haters. No, I'm... It's fine. I love it. I love it. You like it. The reality of the situation Uh is rough. Ever since. Ever since the dawn of time. Yeah, Reality's been say, trifling. Just with term. <laughs> In all honesty, I was about to say 2016, but that would not be accurate. Um, but right now, we have some shit going on uh, with women's rights. And women are, in my opinion, under attack. I don't know how y'all feel. But we just had some laws passed that are just, it's just blasphemy. And, um, I'm obviously talking about these abortion bans. I consider them a ban. Not everybody does, but like the the quote unquote heartbeat laws. Um, that just I think Ohio has one. Definitely Georgia. Definitely Alabama and Missouri. So in Georgia, um, they criminalize abortion after six weeks. Um, this does include an exception in cases of rape and incest. Um, and as the law is written, it requires that the pregnancy is at least twenty weeks or less. Um, and then you have to file an up an official police report if you were raped or you we were a victim of incest. So if you do not have an official police report, um, you do not get to have an abortion. Um, choose that for yourself. Mm. Missouri criminalizes abortion after eight weeks with no exception for rape or incest. And then Alabama, which is uh, probably the worst one, Criminalizes abortion after six weeks, does not make exceptions for rape or incest, and that one will go into effect rather soon in November. The other ones go into effect next year. Alabama is also um, threatening to lock any doctors that perform abortions up after this time for 10 to 99 years. 10 to 99 years. That's the range. Wow. Which is insane. So... Um, I I would be remiss if I did not bring up Roe versus Wade, which is uh, the landmark 1973 Supreme Court decision that protects a woman's right to an abortion up until when the fetus is viable, and that typically happens between 24 to 25 weeks. Um, the woman who actually fought this case, her name, even though it's in the books, it's Roe, her name was actually Norma McCorvey, and she was referred to as Jane Roe to conceal her identity. Um, and she wanted to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. She was not a victim of rape. She was not a victim of incest. She just did not want to bear a child. Um, and she wanted to do this in Texas where abortion was not, it was legal, but it was only legal if it was, if the woman's life was at risk. Her life was not at risk, so she didn't qualify. She decided to fight um, this case. She found two lawyers that would fight for it, and then it made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. And then the Supreme Court 
you know, they had different rulings for each trimester then. So it was like in the first trimester, the choice is completely up to the mother, right? Second trimester, it was the government could regulate but not ban abortion. So it was more case to case, state by state, you guys decide. Third trimester, the state can prohibit abortion except when the mother's life was in danger. Um, And so here we are today where, according to the Constitution... Um, and according to Roe versus Wade, these new bills are, quote unquote, unconstitutional, but they are still going t- into effect. Um, I have thoughts on this. I'm curious to know what you, your ladies, you ladies think, because I think there's a lot of things that are stigmatized when it comes to abortion. Um, but I'll, I'll shut up. I'm, I'm interested to know what y'all th- y'all's thoughts are. I mean, it's clear where they're heading. And this also doesn't feel like they all just were like, hey, let's just pass these bills. Like, it feels like a very calculated, planned strategy strategy Mm -hmm. where they all came together and have had this in the tuck, but just never had the opportunity to set it in stone. And now it's happening. And obviously, they're going to try to overturn Roe versus Wade at some point. Like, I feel like that's the game plan. It and is. this is all just setting brick by brick to get to that. And obviously, um, as far as, like, my personal thoughts on it, I am seeing a lot of memes saying, like, if you don't have a womb, you shouldn't create legislation in regards to wombs. But there were women that wrote this in as well and that were a part of it, so I don't know if that's <laughs> the proper language. Mm. Um, I think it is kind of... Just allow me to be a hippie for a second. No, it's, please. It's like this odd feeling that another human is going to tell you what you can and can't do, and then it becomes legal and it's government appointed. It's just sometimes my brain can't even process what this, how this world is structured, and I it just you. seems overwhelming to me. But, I mean, and then you feel like an ant. In, in all of this. That's the best. That's a great like, way to describe it. what do I do? It. You know, I don't even know. We can all talk about it and posture, but what do I do in the day-to-day to really create any change or affect this in any way? I think that that becomes the stressor for me more than anything, which mm-hmm. is why I haven't really shared my thoughts online because I'm not one to add to the conversation unless I can present some kind of Solution. solution. Got it. Shanti? I think, well, I guess this is appealing to the religious folks that think the moral ground is you can't take away life, right? So I, I'm just assuming middle America, Christian right-wingers, um, conservative folks, they're appealing to that moral ground that taking away life should not be possible. And I just think that we, I think that's what we should talk about as well, because I think there's so much confusion and hypocrisy in this country. And like, that doesn't make any sense because as you know, it's going around on the internet as well as like you care about you, you don't talk about it. You, you don't 
care about the the babies once they're born. You don't care about the babies in other countries that you're going and, you know, disrupting their lives. You don't care about black babies. You don't care about babies that grow up to be transgender, gay, all of these things. So I'm I'm interested because I, I feel like the root of it is this moral ground, this mm-hmm. Christian moral ground that like this is wrong. And I think we should it should be like a collective conversation about and a dissection about how you have no moral standing whatsoever mm-hmm. to like shut the fuck up. You don't you <laughs> you have no moral standing and this is why. And if you care about these you know, these lives, why don't you care about these lives? And See, how- I think that's interesting because I, I, I think that part of it is the moral ground, but I also think part of it is the, the idea of wanting to control women. And I don't think that it's an accident that all of this stuff is happening now, that we have the government that we have, and now that we have all of these women presidential candidates and we have these loud-ass pussy hat wearing women that are not playing anymore. And you see women rising into these kind of positions of power. And I think it's making people incredibly people, meaning some men, most mostly white men, uh, very uncomfortable. And like, just like you said, like these are quote unquote heartbeat bills, but I don't, I just don't think it has anything to do with preserving life. Like Alabama, for instance, Alabama is the one where they have there, there is the, theirs is the most restrictive. They're the ones that's like, I don't care if you were raped. I don't care if you're. this is a product of incest. And we're going to send this doctor away for 99 years. Alabama, it ranks 37th in child care services out of 50 states, 46th in health care, and 50th in education of wow. children. Y'all don't give a fuck about children. And I'm pretty sure that migrant children are have heartbeats i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. that mothers who know what's best for them have fucking heartbeats and if this isn't heartbeat law for me i'm like then i should be able to vote twice because i got two motherfuckers in me then (laughs) like what what is the i just it's just i just don't i don't i I, and and my main thing is they're absolutely to what fran said absolutely playing chess we over here playing checkers we over here like oh my god what we you we we're on instagram and tweeting shit and I'm the person that I'm always adding to the conversation I'm like fuck this because I want I'm right I want people to actually be aware because I feel like there's some people that don't even know because some people don't get up and put on the news like that's just reality so some people honestly like I know people that get their news from the shade room and I'm like bruh come on I mean it's better than nothing right but it's (laughs) like bruh but they're absolutely doing this in order to get to the supreme court and so, like, they, they, put this, they put this law into effect. They, they signed this bill knowing full and well that, that people were going to sue them for it. Like, they knew it. They are going to have to battle it out in court. And they even said it. Alabama rep and Republican, um, he said, the heart of the bill is to confront a decision that was made by the courts in 1973. That said, the baby in the womb is not a person. This bill addresses the, that one issue. Is that baby in the womb a person? I believe our law says it is. I believe our people say it is. And I believe technology shows it. But that's but is that the root of the argument? Like, is that what the argument that's is? That's what he's trying to say. But, but the point is, he's saying this to try to get this bill in front of the Supreme Court. And now, let me finish. What's scary is now we're in a position where the Supreme Court is right wing. With Kavanaugh and... 
now we don't, we as in Democrats and people who are quote unquote progressive, that believe in the right and Roe versus Wade. Now we're in a position where if it does make it to the Supreme Court, there's a large percentage that it will get overturned, which is why I'm going to get off my soapbox. This is why elections are important. This is why state elections are important. This is why presidential elections are important. This is why this election is so important, because we have a judge, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's on her flipping last leg. Like, this lady is so old, and she has stated she's only staying in office to try to wait out Trump. Because if she, this Supreme Court, for everybody that doesn't know, is a lifetime appointee thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you die on the court, or you leave it. There is no, we vote you out. It's, It's not like that. So, she's staying on the court to try to wait out Trump. If he gets reelected, she... He's going to get another pick, and he's going to put somebody on there that will overturn this. This is a huge for win for too. him for life. It's so serious. So I'm just like, <sighs> anyway, I'll get off my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. No, feel it. It's very serious. It's very but even. Serious. She's tricky though. Like I mentioned today, even she's tricky. That's she's a for whole women's other... rights. She's for pro-choice, but also she's like pro-Israel. Like what the fuck about those people? I don't know. That. What about is those it... women? She she surely doesn't have the same progressive ideals when it comes to, you know, the occupation of Palestine and, like, freeing the people there. But, I mean, duality is a thing, right? Two things, two realities can exist at one time. But okay. um, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's very tricky. I mean, I think, I think that we should talk about I think that, one, we should talk about the difference between pro-life and pro-abortion because I think they're two very different things. And I think there's a lot of people that consider, like, um, excuse me, not pro-life, pro-choice and pro-abortion. I think that if if you come out and you say that you're pro-choice, there are a lot of people in this world that think that that means that you're just running out and having abortions, like, willy-nilly. And it's like, no, I'm saying... That you have the right to decide. Thank you. That you as a woman have the right to decide what you should do with your own body. And it's interesting. I was online and I was I should have sought out help because I don't think it went that well. But like I was online, there was this girl, and it was a woman that I know, and she was like, When did the life of a child become so disposable? I'm so shocked to see all these pro choice people on my timeline and you know, all these women out there are just aborting children like it's like they're throwing away leftover food and like just downing women who have possibly had abortions. And like it was really upsetting to me because I just felt so badly for any woman. I've never had one, but I know women who have. And I know I've been in rooms holding women's hands while they went through it. It is not flippant. Like, it is not something that they don't think, like, that the majority, I will argue, don't think about and really suffer trauma from it. Like, that's a terribly hard decision. And for us to just decide that for them or to cast shame, I don't know, it's so stigmatized. So I'm like, I'm searching for ways to even talk to other women about this who do stigmatize it. Like, what do you say? Really? Like, what would you say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, in my heart of hearts, right? 
I was listening to I was listening to Super Soul Sundays oh, with no. Oprah, <laughs> and Marianne Williamson oh, was on, and she was talking about you know when the sperm and egg meet, mm-hmm. the intention, the force is for life, right? There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. So I'm very clear that, and I don't quite understand the rhetoric that it's not, it's not alive, or at a certain point, you know, it becomes less consequential to, to make the choice to end that, that intention, you know, intention mm-hmm. to, to, to live, to, to have life. So I'm, in my mind, I'm clear that that is making a choice to end life. And there are consequences to that. But nobody should make that choice for you. And I know many women who've had abortions. Some, I'll never deny, a lot of those women, um, in hindsight, now that I look back, it's like the best thing that, I don't know if it's the best thing, but I see how their life, how how their life is easier now, right? But I won't sit here and say that I didn't have an immediate response of like, damn, like, and it, when it comes to abortion, I'm in no way neutral about how it makes me feel sad. Yeah. It makes me feel like, damn, like, and I know the women that have to go through that also feel the same way. So Or worse. Or worse, of course, much worse, because I've never experienced it. I've been pregnant and been at that space of like, yo. What you going to do? Well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so what you going to do? <laughs> As JoJo sits here, uh, surprise. Wait, and after having Jolie, didn't you get it? After having Jolie, I am more pro-choice than I was before. Oh. I was like, I am when I was young, twenty-four, raised by my mom, who was like my parents, who were very, you know, no, you don't do that. You don't take that life away. You know, there's spiritual consequences to that. You don't make that choice. You I was ma- pro. You lie in the bed that you made, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like I had a choice. And I was like, all right, I did this. Here, I'm going to have to live with it. You must have said I have to lie in this, the bed that, yeah, I, made that like I made 50 times. I and I kept being like, but you have a choice. <laughs> but you but don't now have that to I've do had that. a child and I know how it impact, impacts your life and changes it, I would never, you know, I would never say that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. And if there are spiritual consequences, if there are, you know, the the reality that you are stopping the unfoldment of life, that's your choice. And you live with that and Which you heal it. with that. Yeah. And that's part of your evolution and that soul's evolution. And like, you can't take that away. But it is a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never make it. I also feel a lot of women make it like this badge of honor like you you just they trivialize it as well trivialize what abortion like it's like it's nothing it's nothing there's no there's no consequence you're not taking a life because blah blah you know the, I don't know certain terms that, maybe i made that up no i'm twitter <laughs> i'm seen yeah so what do you think <laughs> Oh, this is intense. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good like, morning. And it's Monday. I'm like, sheesh. <laughs> Good morning. It's a um, runaway curl. <laughs> I mean, I actually, um, 
respectfully disagree. I don't think there are any consequences. Mm. Um, I think this is all... I think, and allow me to, this is my opinion, I think everyone here is on a contract mm. that they have planned out before incarnation. And even the soul of that intention, as Marianne Williamson, that was their contract. There mm. was something that they came with, that was their data, and that was your data, and that was where you guys met. Mm-hmm. There was something there to be learned. Mm-hmm. And... As a child of two people who, I guess, decided to stick it, (laughs) stick it, excuse me, (laughs) funny choice of words, Um, two people who decided to have me but didn't necessarily want that, Mm -hmm. it's it's, like, what's worse? (laughs) You Mm. know what I mean? Like, I am now battling as an adult trying to reverse knowing that you came into the world not with two people that were excited mm. and in love and um, prepared prepared and ready to take this journey on with you. And I'm literally constantly having to have that conversation mm. with me about self-worth, mm. trying not to see myself through their lens. And I'm not saying, you know, that that's everyone's case. I'm only speaking from my example. But I also think, you know, it was a very hard journey to to be raised that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, just undoing that programming from them. And so I'm to, in my head, I'm like, you have to do what works for you. Sometimes I feel bad when I see my mom. She's so depleted. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm here and I'm awesome. So I'm thankful and I'm grateful that that was her decision. But I also think about her life yeah. and... But How that could be part things. of her data, though, right? Well, that's this what is I part mean. Part of her unfoldment. Every decision made, yeah. whether it's to do it or to not, that's an unfolding. Yeah, and that's why, to me, I don't necessarily view it as a consequence, but I view it as this well, is what you came to figure out. Right. Like you and God had this convo. Mm-hmm. I always view it as an amusement park. You design it. <laughs> you say, at this point, I need that roller coaster. At this point, I need that smooth glide. But then I need to forget something, and then I need the remembrance, and that's just kind of how I view it. The trade-off is that when you do incarnate, you don't remember any of that. <laughs> but it's a constant remembering as you're kind of going through the different chapters and the ebbs and flows. And that's why, to me, being pro-choice is more so than just she has the right to decide, but it's like you literally get to pick your adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, that might sound like it's trivializing it. And obviously I'm not trying to do that. Um, but I think sometimes I feel disconnected from the discourse online because I think people get so charged up emotionally, which they have the right to do. But I just don't view it that way. I don't connect with it that way. I really feel like everyone is here just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're literally just figuring it out. And those decisions are not easy. No. How do you figure it out if 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 you no longer have the option? To well, choose? that which is why I don't agree with that part. Where I was saying earlier that there's a part of my brain that there's like a a dissonance with how this is working down here. It's like, I'm, I'm like, so free. I don't even understand how y'all <laughs> trying to take this from me, real quick. You know, it's just to think, but you know. Sometimes my brain, I have to come back in here and be like, okay, well, you know, 
you might be floating trying to view the higher self or bigger picture, but at the same time, we are here and we have to figure these things out. And that's why I love people like you who are so vocal about it because there's a part of me that I have to anchor down, you mm. know, and be like, this is happening yeah. right now. Yeah. And we do have to do something about it. And that's why I do my part, like voting. And yeah. we have our shows and our platforms where we do provide um, access to resources and these conversations and not so much telling people which direction to go, but just providing information. Info. <laughs> like, yeah. just that simple, you know, just neutral, whatever you're going through. And I don't think that you should take that lightly, especially with the platform that you have. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, ba we're, we're baby in comparison to what you have going on. And you have so many people that look to you for that. So when you were talking about, like, sometimes I'm just like, well, I don't want to say anything because I don't know what the solution is. Maybe that conversation is what they need. And that's usually what I yeah. provide. But it's funny because there's also this conversation of that happens, and I have come up against it, where it's like if you are not passionate or charged right, right. or if you don't pick can't a side. You can't put a period at the end of yeah, everything. If you can't yeah, pit, if you are on the fence, mm -hmm. then you are in the opposition. Mm -hmm. You're just as bad. Yeah. And that weighs heavy on me sometimes mm. because I don't, I don't, I'm speaking for myself. I don't feel called to any one side. Mm. I literally feel here like I am, like you guys always say about the duality, I get to see both sides to everything. But mm. sometimes that's viewed <laughs> as a terrible yeah. quality or if you're just weak or whatever the case may be. But I I'm just here to kind of like provide information, mm. if that makes sense. That's so interesting because I'm I I try to be somebody. I hope I am that I try to see both sides and try, especially since I have pe a family that has very different political opinions. That's awesome, though. Very different. You get to see it firsthand. <laughs> it is awesome and tumultuous mm -hmm. and like crazy. Um, and so I try to have compassion, but I think, and I'm not going to do any justice to the quote, but there's that James Baldwin quote that's like, yeah, you have the right to live freely unless your freedom impedes on mine. Right. And so that's where I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about your side. Like if you <laughs> real, for real, that's how I feel. Like if your fucking foot is on my neck, then I'm, I'm. I'm getting it off there's by no any means. There's no conversation. Well, no, I want to have a conversation with mm. you. I definitely want to. I, I need to. And that's where, like, I'm, I don't cancel people in that way except Donald Trump. Like, some people just got to die off, and I get that. But, like, for the most part, I think having the conversation is really important. I think voting is really important. I think... Um, putting your money where your mouth is. If you have a couple dollars to donate to Planned Parenthood, donate. I think um, I think marches are important. I think that we live in a time where everything is visible. And it might feel corny, but it, it does something to people. Like, I watched my mom go on her first march, and it was a woman's march as soon as Donald Trump was elected. She has shifted so much like her being there we and need seeing to take my mom out yo her walk. my mom is one yeah. of these people what the hell is all that this is they've been marching forever nothing's changing i know you're poor marching mom. i know you better get your guns or something you better do something that differently but no my mom <laughs> the was there shit and she was like there's white people with black lives matter posters and i was like yes you can do both. And for a while, it was like, she was, all lives matter. All lives matter. And, like, that was a huge issue for us. But, like, the shift that she's experienced is great. So, I don't know. 
I don't know if we have a solution. I think we have to stay alert. I think we have to stay vigilant. And I think we need to, for the sake of, I mean, your daughter's sitting right here, for the sake of JoJo, for the sake of all of, for real, for all of us, (laughs) like, we have to make sure that we leave this world better than when we left it. That's my, that's where I feel called, you know? I definitely, yeah, that's. In your opinion, somebody else would say, my world's better when you I can't kill you. babies. Right. I yeah. feel you. So it's it's just mm-hmm. you're like Bible's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Shut up. Bible's a hell of a drug. I'm telling you, we lost like fifteen followers. Oh, we right always there. do. We always <laughs> out here talking about white Jesus and losing followers. Listen, I love Jesus. <laughs> but and then Donald Trump gonna come out talking about he's pro life. Like, my G, I know you bust ahead like 15,000 abortions, as many people as you're sleeping with. Stop. I just want at least one woman to come forward. They already had somebody in Alabama where, like, he voted yes to this shit, and his mistress came out and was like, but you told me to get an abortion. Oh, damn, Gina. Bro. Because it's all posturing. They don't don't feel or mean anything. But do they? But then why? Is it really about God? Like, what is it? No. Like, what's up? Like, what what are we (laughs) doing? Like, because everybody sins. It's cool. Like, I sin too. Like, we all sin in. But like, bro, like, that's like a tent. Like, that's a big deal. But this leads to choice, right? I guess, yeah. Does it? Lead us. about choice? I don't know. Lack thereof? Anyway. (laughs) Fran, how you feeling? You okay? You need some water? (laughs) Stress levels are kicking up. I know. But no, we talking about women need to have agency over themselves. And I think that the most perfect person to talk about that is Fran. Because just like she said, she was like, I don't belong to nobody. I'm out here. Right, floating. And I'm out here floating. I'm out here floating, looking down at y'all like, no, no, I get that. that. Look I get at these fools arguing. <laughs> I understand that. But um, please. So, Fran, first of all, can you tell us, not that anybody listening to this would know who you are or what you do. Stop. But could you please, at the very least, just give us a little rundown from your from your mouth. Who are you? What do you What do you do? Who am I? Oof! What a question. Heavy. <laughs> Heavy. What are you doing in the world? Sucker. What am I doing in the world? Um, I just um, <laughs> this girl on the internet. No, I mean obviously it started out with uh, me just documenting a chronic illness online, and from that created community. That then happened to be at the same time as the natural hair boom. <laughs> so I kind of uh, tacked that on with more of a focus on internal health and like holistic beauty, like how to get beautiful hair, but like how are you feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and your stress levels and what are you eating and are you walking and conversations you're having. And then from that, it evolved into more mental health based conversations. From that, it evolved to spirituality and then retreats. And I think. Essentially, um, my journey as a human is being reflected through my internet path. And so I get paid to be myself and figure life out, which is pretty awesome. Publicly figure life out. That's definitely awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can ask for a better job. Well, how do you create the life? How have you, how are you creating the life? like this life for yourself and not just your professional life, like in general, your way of being the life where you can navigate through spaces and not feel like you have to pick a side the life where like, to me, 
there you've achieved a true level of freedom and it's like a psycho this is gonna sound real corny, but like a psychological and mental freedom. Like like an untethering. Or at least I'm working on oh, it. I tethering. Can't, I can't say that I've mastered it because I don't think anyone has. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it ties into even what you were just saying. It's just a matter of like, why aren't you living out loud? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why have you allowed uh indoctrination of whatever, however you view it, people to decide like how you should live and how what you should do, what you should look like. And obviously that's no shade to whatever people choose. But for me, I've just saw as a child how Christianity and other denominations were affecting the men in my family. It was making them worse. Mm-hmm. In um, what way? Can you elaborate on that? The repression was just angering them. I saw it was coming out in their pores who they really wanted to be. At a young age, you saw this. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. My dad. That's what I'm saying. Like, the untethering for me is a lifelong journey through observing how everyone around me was so sad. Yeah. I I have a shout out to Desiree. Desiree often asks me. Because, you know, I'll be wringing my hands about what next move do I make, the strategy, doing this, planning 15, you know, moves ahead. And she's like, how do you want your life to feel? Like, yeah, that's you have this idea of how you want it to look. Is that connected to how you want it to feel and in the space that you're moving now? How do you feel? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, and it's I'm hard. about to tell you to shut no, the fuck up. And that no. is literally how I live my life, yeah. completely can controlled you, by my senses. Can and you describe how your life... I, how I do you all get of there, us though? Because I would love life to feels. try well, to get there, but I'm like, mm-mm. Well, let's just describe how our life feels yeah. right now. Well, okay. it's, I will say it's challenging. I'm Actually, it's funny this is coming up, obviously not by coincidence, because I was having this conversation this week where, you know, everyone's like... So, you know, you just finished this tour. What's the plan for what's next? And I hate that question so much because it makes you feel this pressure to Mm -hmm. either make some shit up real quick (laughs) or have everything figured out and planned out. And I'm like, my mind, personality, and mood changes so much. Like, I'm not the person I was last year at all. So Mm -hmm. a lot of things I had planned, once I stepped into 2019, it didn't fit. Mm And then a lot of people will go with it because they already said it. They want to be of their word. But it's like of your word to whom? Like, right. And I think that that's what shifted in my life. And so now I just had an interview where they asked me, like, what, what's next? And I said, I'm focused on today. <laughs> like, I, that is the hardest battle for me is to just have a good day. Like, when you come from a background of high stress and... Like I mentioned, my parents, um, my family as a whole, just and a lot of us share that background of a lot of trauma. Your chemical, your stress chemical is always very high. And now at the age of 37, I've learned that that's I wasn't designed to feel that way. That's just how I came into the space. But I wasn't designed to feel that way. And there's a lot of undoing that's happening right now I don't know why it's happening to me at this particular age but it it's funny because it's up against my public persona right. of people needing to see me yep. achieving yep. but the achievements I'm having right now cannot be measured on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> like me working and healing my 
inner child, my inner 16-year-old, my inner 4-year-old, my inner 5-year-old, all those inner, inner, inners that I'm battling on a daily basis that felt unwanted and felt unsupported. And, you know, like, these are real achievements when you can have these conversations with yourself and, and start to reparent and you know and it's like but how do you measure that on the internet shout out to the five-year-old 16-year-old 25-year-old friend that Mm -hmm. had the capacity to like see your parents and feel them and and know like something right with you (laughs) and I don't necessarily want to like continue continue this this. it doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. and I feelings are so um, they disrupt productivity in our society. So, like, fuck your feelings. You grind. No time. We, we don't got bills. time for this. We got bills. Yeah. You know, fuck your feelings with your dad. Fuck, you know, fuck mm-hmm. your dad. Fuck everybody. <laughs> fuck my feelings. Literally, oh my <laughs> this is therapy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck everybody. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> but, like, they, what, it's like, it's like the, they are the second tier to communication. They're like the second thing to like spirit, right? So it's like spirit and then you have your emotions and then it's like the physical manifestation. So, but the fact that we're not given the skills or allowed to like really... Even the dis- room. Yeah, to like, why do I feel sad? Like right. I woke up anxious. Why am I anxious? Yeah. What, what is this? Because Game of Thrones what has was wrong. It's like, and even something as simple, like if I'll give an example... I was at the gym, and even having this trainer, because I have been battling my relationship with my body Mm. for many years. Um, Obviously, from the outside, people might not (laughs) understand that. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. (laughs) But it's been a battle. It's been a battle of how I should look, of how I should feel. Um, Even the women in my family were all viewed as like super beautiful when they were young. And every single one of them, when they came across 
the man that changed the trajectory, they carried the grief on their body. Mm-hmm. And they just never looked the same. Like, all the women in my family, it's a long-running joke of, like, oof, once y'all hit, you know, 35, it's all downhill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, like, funny, ha but, like, it's not when mm-hmm. you look at it on mm-hmm. an emotional level. That, you know, so that's, even that is a cycle I'm trying to break of, like, I did go through a trauma with a partner, you know, and I, and I, I had, I had to press that pause button of this is where everyone's life in your family has changed. Wow. And literally stop that trajectory. And it was happening like in the past three years, my body has changed. I was the person online that people would be in my comments saying, you need a burger. You remember like how thin I was. But you were Um, also running like a a half marathon. Healthy, but it was also fake healthy in the sense that I was like overcompensating and trying to fight this in a, in like the physical battle, but I was never paying attention, like Shanti mm-hmm. said, to how I was feeling. Like core, so yeah. I had injuries, knee hurting, mm-hmm. shoulder, but here I was six miles in the park because it's like the powerlessness I felt in my life, I just transferred it to my internet life and Talk was trying to get friends. that, you know, that love from people saying, you're so awesome, she can run six miles around mm-hmm. Central Park. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> then I'd go home and I could barely walk. You know, my shoulder hurt and so like a deterioration. And I was like, wow, I just literally transferred this even to wellness. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. The skills that women that people have, you know, when they want to hide how they're feeling like we just learn. It's a trade at this point. So I think what I'm at now is that I've prioritized that f- those feelings. And I took off this quarter because I worked so hard the past three years on my tour and I didn't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like sleep in, not be on a flight every weekend, maybe be able to hang out with my godson and watch him play basketball sometimes and take him to the park. These are things that, how do I say that in an interview? I wanted some time to like, I don't know, live (laughs) and to just be without the definitions of what I am and not having like put on an outfit of my identity online or like who people expect me to be. I just wanted to just wake up and like not do anything. And I wish that we lived in a world where that there was room for that. And so when you ask me the life I've created, that's the life I've created where I can take off a quarter. I literally December 19th till about, April something, I was online kind of floating, but I just wasn't creating because I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And I was thankful that I like could do that financially. And even in the gym, that's a relationship I'm reworking with mm-hmm. my body, my physical vessel. Like, how can we be a team where I'm not hurting you? Mm-hmm. I'm not fighting you. I'm just trying to like integrate with you so we can just like get through this journey as smooth as possible when the rest of the world, like these men and these laws and these guys like already yeah. trying to tell us Oppress what to us. do. And yeah. like, I just, so there's an integration that's happening and that's a huge accomplishment, but like, what's the measure for that in the world? You know, like these, these are the things I'm kind of in a weird space right now of like these huge accomplishments that there are no measures for. Well, it I guess it has nothing to do with anybody else. You know what I mean? Nobody else can validate. But we that. don't live in but a we, world where that, you know what I mean? Like, we don't live in a world where 
if you had an interview right now and you told someone you were parenting your inner children, <laughs> fucking say that shit, friend. I do. I, that's my Ooh. brand. At yes. this point, no one even. Well, they would be quiet. I'm about to cry. How old was what happened to my <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm sitting here thinking like yeah. you just when you just talked about the women in your a couple things. I you everybody knows that I can relate to being at war with your body, yeah. and like there's times Who when I feel. My best, and there's times I'm like, I feel so detached from you. I don't even want to like touch you. I don't want to like even put on anything that to like show you off. I just want to hide. You don't want to get up. I don't want to do nothing. So I can definitely relate to that, and I'm still figuring that out. I think I'm better. It ebbs and flows. I think what you said about the women in your family carrying their grief and their stuff from their relationships so interesting another dorky thing of about me but i love to watch documentaries i love them and i have watched for the third time the jane fonda documentary i highly highly recommend that it's on hbo it's like jane fonda and five acts and it was really interesting to me because she's at this place of like complete to me she seems very free but the acts, most of them were titled by the men in her life. So, like, it would be such and such man. That's the title of that act. This man, that's the title of that act. This man, title of that act, this man. And then the final act was, like, my last act. And she's, how old is Jane Fonda? 70-something at this point, pushing 80. She left her last relationship to a billionaire who was in love with her. Damn. Like, in love. Like, he's, I forget his name right now, but he's rich as fuck. <laughs> Has his own, like, um, ranch. Like, she's just, like, riding horses with his ass. Can, he just Goals. has an exuberant amount of money, <laughs> right? Um, and was uh, it, still in love with her. He's, he's in the documentary, and she meets up with him. And it's so he still has her picture up. Never wanted her to leave, right? She left him because she said, she realized she couldn't be her whole self with him because he loved her to a point where he needed her too much. Mm. And she was like, I needed myself more than how, than what I needed him. Like, he couldn't need me that much. I needed to be with me. And she left him. And she left, Smart. like, and to me, I was like, wow. Like, you got, like, this is a high-profile-ass marriage. It's a third marriage. This is somebody who's got, like, billions of dollars and you leave him and not because he's mistreating you not because of it but because you feel like it don't feel right it don't feel right, right. because that's the so, feel that the senses and i think that's what i am i guess the cycle i'm breaking in my family is going back to this thing of like what where the women are when they turn 35 it's like they are exhausted mothers who have not communicated with their kids about what we need to do to make this dynamic work. It's just give, give, give. Like, my the women in my family are overgivers, and then they complain about it. Oh, my God. So it's just this cycle. It, what? <laughs> and they're exhausted. That's my new bio. That's <laughs> <laughs> And they're exhausted because... A memoir by Antonette. <laughs> they're creating a dynamic that they also hate. Yeah. And it's just modeled and off resent. of what they saw and who they and like what she saw and just the the generations of women mimicking 
their grandma or their mom. Yo, and so it never ends. And so like, what I love about my mom is that now she still has that, obviously, but I, I like help her navigate it where she feels like if I she sees me stressed, but she's stressed too from whatever her own thing. She'll put her stress away to mm-hmm. come cater to mine. And I'll be like, dude, with everything you have going on, why are you even thinking about me? And she's always like, how could I not hear my child? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we're done with that story, mom. (laughs) Like, we're done with that story. And it's been so fun in a way. Now that we're friends, because we've gotten, we've obviously had to do a lot of work. But it's been so fun, not only reparenting myself, but being permission for my mom to kind of go back and do that for herself as well at this age, where she's seeing where... You know, she may not have been the most uh, caring mom. She may not have, but she sees where it comes from, mm-hmm. and we have conversations about her mom she and her mom and her mom. Understand? She's herself. forgiven herself. I've never asked for my mom's an apology because I I don't need the apology. I just need the change, the acknowledgement, the acknowledgement yeah. that this happened. That's all I need, and then I need to see that she's doing the work to mm-hmm. be like. As friends, which is so funny when you start seeing your parents as humans. So weird. We're both friends now. and We'll have these conversations, you know, about her mom being terrible. And I'll be like, wow, dude, <laughs> see what you got. Yeah. <laughs> and we can joke about it. And it's like funny now. Like life is just funny now because we see that it's just so like we take it so seriously. Oh, gee, generational know? curses. <laughs> there it goes again. <laughs> By golly. You know, and obviously that's that's like how I'm wired, where I need to find things funny. Like, to me, it's like we take this so seriously. And I love cracking on my mom for her weaknesses. <laughs> and, <laughs> me too. and she cracks on me for mine. And then after that's over, we figure out how to, like, replenish ourselves yeah so it's just been it's been interesting i think more than anything and even at the gym the example i was saying 10 minutes ago this week i hadn't been able to do split squats which is simple Mm -hmm. like that's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things split squat yeah where you drop and like bring your own body weight up and can go up and down i haven't been able to do that because of my knee injuries all these years from Mm -hmm. mistreating myself and I was able to do it for the first time this week. Yes. And, like, I started Insert tearing contract. up. And, obviously, my uh, trainer was kind of like, wow, you're really <laughs> proud of yourself. <laughs> wow, you did it's one like, split squat. I bet you did one split squat. <laughs> you know, like, she, she but in that moment, what tied to. she didn't, under, even now, like, I'm getting emotional because it's just, like, these little, these things that are viewed as little but it just was such a, a manifestation of yeah. the work I've been doing. Yeah, Disconnected so to proud. so much Good more job. than a yeah. squat. Absolutely. So much more than a squat. It was just that like enduring spirit that yeah. it's like these chapters are rough. Like yeah. nobody is saying that at all. Even in my playfulness, like nobody's saying that. But I, that split squat, <laughs> that moment just I'm so happy like, for you. Thank you. And it's slow, right? Oh, my we, God, we, is it? I'm we, 37. Nobody, <laughs> we're not given the permission to take it slow. You know what I mean? Right. And we're not only, like, the physical, again, the physical destruction or deterioration comes third to the emotional Destruction and deterioration right. and weathering, right? So, like, it's it's so 
slow. Very. And we all should just have the space. I, I hope I can give that to my daughter. And that's why we were just taught all before you came in, you know, I'm pressuring her to read. Like, why aren't you reading? Why don't you love reading? And I'm pushing her and she's like, no, like, I don't like any of the books that you're giving me. And I'm creating this narrative, like something's wrong with you. It needs to be at this time. You're at this age. And it's like, no, yeah, no. It doesn't have to be that way, does let it? Her, does like she, does it? <laughs> the internet does, yes. does she need to be reading right now? Read your goddamn book, Jolie. <laughs> like I fucking said. <laughs> and I don't know why she got to tell you twice. <laughs> See, but even this that, not a democracy. we've talked about this with Terrible. one of my best friends. Shout out to Miriam Hosnia, who She's so smart. She's amazing. I, yo. She always says it, how parents are your first boundary crossers. Oh, God. Wow. Fucking it I'm going to cross every bit of... No, don't I, say I, that. I'm going to try that, too. See, but that's the thing. You, It's it's like, it's so common that it's you so don't envy. even realize how you are setting them up to ignore... I don't ignore know how, to, how do you balance that. Yes. No, I don't want them to ignore how they feel. But, but you I, do. Oh, you just said you're going to be the first one. <laughs> but I, I, don't want, I don't want that. But I also don't... I don't, I don't have any kids, obviously. But I also was raised a certain way. But I, I just don't under I I need to understand how to get a child to do what you want. Fall in line a bit. Not but, just do what I want, but to keep them safe and to keep them on the path that's like, I need to know that you're not like in the goddamn streets. I'm keeping you off the pole. You're excelling. You know, you're no, this you're is learning. A complicated thing. That's we what I'm saying. It's very complicated. Right it's very complicated, <laughs> and that's a whole other fucking. But podcast, you have but to trust stressful. the same way we have to trust ourselves that this unfoldment is always towards our highest good, and like you can't be taught or or geared or manipulated. See, like, I don't the only believe way is that. I, I I don't believe that because I know myself and I know who I was as a kid. And there were certain times when I was absolutely on the wrong path. Like the path that but was I like, so girl, you're not peers, coming back from And that. I'm sure you guys have those same peers who their parents did everything to keep them in a bud. Like you, I remember I had one friend, you couldn't call her after seven. You couldn't see, you couldn't go to her house. You couldn't this, you couldn't that. She was so restricted. See, I, I don't want that, but I, but when I she, had But by boundaries. the time she was an adult. She lost her, like, yeah. she just had no sense of self because there was no space created for her to cultivate I that I think as you a also, kid. you have to know your child. And I will say my dad knew his child. He was like, this girl does not mean, you know, she doesn't mean to be fucking up like this. But she could get herself killed. Like, I was just doing dumb shit. She was eating vitamins. No, not just. I was the vitamin story we all know. Like, yes, I was ODing on Flintstone vitamins. He took me to go, like, sit with crackheads to scare me straight. But Really? But it worked. It fucking worked, yo. It worked. I I was like, I don't get high. I'm not smoking. This is terrible. But but my main (laughs) thing, too, was, like, there were other. There were just other. He knew me. I was so mischievous. I was so curious. And there was dumb shit I was doing, like. I, w- I knew he had a gun. I'm looking for it. I was I used to look for his gun <laughs> every day. And I could never find a goddamn gun. And I wanted to play with his gun so badly. I watched all the shows about not playing with guns. I did all of that, but that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I want to run out in the street. I want to play with the most like vicious looking dog or hood rat or raggedy crackhead. Boys. I would go to crackheads on the street and want to play <laughs> with them. Raggedy boys. He they just keep you from the raggedy boys, Antonio. Yeah, he, he tried. He could not God keep you bless from him. them raggedy men. 
That is so hurtful. But no, what I'm saying, like, you have to know your child. You have to, you have to know yourself. You have to know your child. So, you know, you know JoJo. I mean, I but think, when JoJo I come over my house, she reads these goddamn books. I, like I think playing. this stems back to, and I wanted to ask you this question. Um, she wants the popcorn. I'm sorry. You feeling? Oh. Everyone, JoJo wants popcorn. That's what you hear. <laughs> and I hope that I instill in JoJo, and I think um, I'm learning how to develop in myself, is how, what does it feel like? When something is not right in your life, you know, you've been able to, obviously, you've been able to maneuver career-wise and make choices that are in alignment with how you, what feels right to you. What does it feel like when something's not not right to you? Because I think a lot of us women, especially who are over, always overcompensating, always caring about somebody else's feelings and losing ourselves and forgetting ourselves, do you do you know what it feels like when it's this is not right? Is it like a how do you identify? How do you know? identify? I mean, it's that? so it's different for everyone. Well, just for in you, my opinion, for yeah. You. For me, it's just a knowingness. Like I don't even have the language for mm-hmm. it. It's something in my body, and it's not resistance because sometimes your resistance can be that you just don't feel like being challenged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think the deciphering is not so much. Is this good or bad? And more so is, are you, is this a wall that you have up right now because you don't want to get past this? Or is this a boundary? Like, that to me is the forever growth. It's like, that's the journey. It's constantly from situation to situation. I cannot sit here and lie to you and say that I have mastered. It, but it's a physical. But it's, it's a like physical a, conversation. Where do you yeah. feel it? Um. If you had to pick it all over. Yeah, it's like what about you? It's a a vibration. No, yeah, I feel it in my uh, irritable bowels. Oh, you have it in your stomach. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) this poor guy. But no, I like immediately. um, Like it's so interesting. My sister called me out last time where we were going home to visit my grandma who had just been in the hospital. It was like last month. It was like an like an emergency. Calling out of work. We got to go. And you called me. Oh, this is so funny. You called me when we were in the car about to leave, and you said the episode that we had just posted cuts off, like, in the middle of the episode. Oh, no. And I was like, what? And immediately was like, okay, I got to run upstairs and get my computer, Tina. Ran upstairs, and immediately I'm on my computer, and I'm like, oh, my stomach is killing me. Mm. And I am, like, throwing up. I'm, like, a wow, mess really? in the in the bathroom. And it was because I was like, this is attached to my work, my worth ethic. It's not right. Oh, my God. And it's out. And and then I look, I was like, 800 people listen to this bullshit. Like, I was so upset, and it manifested in that way. When it it manifests in other ways, too, of, like, I'll be exhausted to the point where, like, I'm not even, I know I'm not physically tired. Like, I know I've gotten enough rest. But if especially if it's an emotional kind of thing, an emotional tie where I feel like I know something's wrong, either in a friendship or a relationship, work. There's this kind of exhaustion that comes over me where I feel depleted, even even if I'm not. I just feel it. Like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Um, and I honestly haven't figured out how to really cope with that outside of, like, get it done anyway kind of thing even when, it's in, even when you have warning signs yeah because I'm hurt. not I am not in a financial position where I can just be like you know I'm not well I'm not going to deal with this anymore I'm not <laughs> like it's just I'm not in that place 
So, the, so I'm sorry to d- get dig deeper in your work. Mm-hmm. You know that this is not the Shanti work. wants me to quit my job. So <laughs> you she know that, that this isn't the work like, for on. you. Let me dig deep real but fast. You, in your <laughs> but you know this isn't for you. The work that I'm doing. Okay, the work that I'm doing for the young people. Being in service to young people is absolutely the work that I want to be in. Being service to people in general. Young people specifically. Sacrificing yourself to be in service. That is not. I would say that the. <laughs> Get at her. I would say that the organization is not the place for me. I, I'm clear on that. I have to renegotiate some things or leave. I'm clear. I have clarity on that. Okay. Where does it manifest in you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> in, in my chest. In my, in you know my what? Heart. You do this. Uh-huh. You grab I at get your like, chest sometimes. I get real like... In my chest, all all of the emotions is is my heart. Okay, yeah, and I'm learning how to listen to that Mm. because it's always fucking right. Mm -hmm. It's always right. We recent, yeah, all every just minute things to like a sentence being wrong, and I'd be like, and I'll just ignore it, and then it'll come up that some you know if I'm writing a sentence about somebody else or something, and I'll be like, I don't like that, and I'll be like, damn, I knew that. <laughs> Are you talking about like yeah? Mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't right, and I just was like, ah, it'll be okay. And actually, five minutes later, I was like, no, that's wrong. And I was like, yo, this shit is real. This spiritual. Sh- what Jay Z say? <laughs> this spiritual shit is real. Whatever. <laughs> so like, oh God, is that you? No, it's true. And the biggest thing for me, I'm I'm someone like even in business when mm-hmm. I first started out, um, I'll know that something is wrong, mm, whether child. it's an alignment with a company or a person. I'll feel it in my body, like, but I don't have proof. Yes. And, you know, we live off of proof. Yes. But I've learned to put the knowingness before that because it always works out to my advantage. Like, there are people, I have turned down huge deals because something just told me you had a feeling. you're not going to feel good once you're in it. And there's no rent check. There's no bill that were, will be paid. But you were good still. Yeah, because what you do is you kind of broadcast to the world, like, less of this, mm. <laughs> more of that. Mm-hmm. So the more you do that you do like, the less you do that you don't like, you're literally shifting your energy into that direction. That's at least how I've experienced the world. So I can only speak for myself. But I've literally, the brands that I work with, people see how I move. Yeah. And so the ones that I wouldn't work with don't even approach me because they're like, that's not her reality. Because I've carved it out so vividly. And this is a muscle you've built. It's a muscle I've built. And so you're realizing And it's not perfect. I still have moments where I'll say yes I said yes to deal recently, and I felt it in my body as soon as I did it. I was like, girl, you knew this is not for you. But, you know, I'm human. You have those moments where you're like, well, I just took four months off. I can't right. be too choosy, right. you know. Right. Um, but that's like the everlasting unfolding. Like, it's like you'll get it, you won't. But for the most part, I get it right, where because I've gotten it right, I've literally carved a brand out of getting it right. And that's trust. That's when, like, the woo-woo stuff comes that's in. Like, you got to trust the universe. No, it's true. And the laws of attraction. <laughs> abundance. So. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm, like, so <laughs> invested I in know figuring you are, this but shit out. how you talk about I really it. am. Like, I'm so invested in, like, trusting myself and feeling that freedom and, like, power. 
Because mm-hmm. that's a powerful thing. Otherwise, you're in survival mode and you, you, any, you know, you are constantly sacrificing um, yourself and for losing everything. yourself for everything. So yeah. you can't find yourself. You can't. Well, you just don't. I think what I've learned is that you hear yourself less. Mm. So when people mm. ask oh, me Jesus. about anxiety, I always know when I'm Drop anxious because I've gone flex. too far away from friend. That's when people are like, what's next? What's next? I'm like, don't do that to me. <laughs> I think I might have asked you that. I apologize. No, that's fine. It's common, though. <laughs> this is common conversation. Like, if you do an interview, what's the last question they always ask? So before we wrap up, yeah. what's next in the next five years for Hay? Like, it's just, it's the well, structure I'm about to stand up out the chair. I'm about to walk outside. <laughs> the three to- train is right. next for Hay <laughs> right. Hey, right now, five blocks away. And like, done. But, you know, and it's funny because you feel like such a disruptor. I feel like a disruptor yes, sometimes. Right. And it's funny, it. but it's not intentional. It's just that I am not in a hurry. And it's so yep. it's not in alignment oh. with what's expected. And that's why I come off as a disruptor. I just got back on Instagram maybe last month with my first post because the spring is when yeah, I come alive. Gone. Like, I didn't feel oh. like posting in the winter. I was sleepy and tired, and I wanted to, like, be in my bed. I didn't feel like being cute on Instagram. And then the spring, my personality mm-hmm. changes. I'm social. I'm, like, out. It's summery. Like, the not summery. It's, like, warmer outside. Mm-hmm. I want to see my friends. So guess what? I'm going to post a picture where Wait. I feel like it, you know? Fran. Fran has said this is going to be a mixy summer for her. She has yeah. said it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna excited. definitely be more social. I don't know social. what that means. Just being more social with my friends, and Going I've also, out. yeah, I've also been breaking out of that program of like I'm healing myself, so I have to stay home mm-hmm. to fix. It's like I'm also learning with people as well, mm-hmm. and I, I sometimes forget that. You know, even with relationships, like I was abstinent for the past three years. I wanted to get into that. Yeah, because I had to. And at that moment, that's what felt right. So I'm not yeah, knocking it at all. Get out there. You ready to bust it over for a minute. <laughs> no, but it took me It took me to where I'm, I'm at back. now. I'm, just, I'm fucking with you. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. No, no, it's fine. It brought me to where I'm at now, and I feel really good. I'm like full of myself. Talk about yes. that. Oh, full of myself. Yes. Full I'm full of myself. Of I'm full of my. Yes. And that's a great thing. So now I'm like, I, I feel like I have more to contribute to a partnership because yeah. I know what I sound like. We've oh, talked gosh. about, you and I have had have talked about this, your most recent relationship, romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, how you handled that, which I think is, you think I'm, you think I'm too compassionate and loving. Like <laughs> this girl, she just, she just killed it. She was like, I'm about to heal you, heal me, heal your mom, <laughs> heal your whole community. We breaking all the generations. No, to the point where like bro got like like afterwards, like bro got like a tat, like to remember all the goodness that she gave him, which is like shout out to you. You know who you are. (laughs) Christ Almighty. But the funny thing is now, because it's how life works, now that I have stepped out of my hibernation, I bumped into him on the street. (gasps) And I'm like, God, you're so good. You're what? so funny. God is a jokester. Like, you why lie. would that happen once I made that, that com- I had that conversation with myself? Like, I feel good. Like, I'm back in the gym with my trainer. Even creatively, I feel like I'm in my bag. Like, everything just feels good. And then, boom, 
there he is in the street. He lives here now? No. Oh, my God. And we bump into each other in a random street that, like, no one is ever on. <laughs> I'm oh. never even on there. And it was just so funny. Like, we, I just laughed. Did it shake you or you feel better? It didn't shake me at all. Obviously, there's the human side of you that's like, oh, man, I wish I looked cuter today. Like, <laughs> oh, <of laughs> I didn't expect this. But all jokes aside, it was cool because I... I this is such a new version of me, and I'm sure it's a new version of him. I don't know. But we just, like, walked up to each other, and it was just funny. Because it's Aww. like, bro, you put me through hell. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry. We talked for, like, a couple minutes, and we're cool. I'm not going to say we're going to, like, hang out. Right. But there was an understanding, like, going back to the consequences or spirituality, where it's like there was data he gave me that put me on this trajectory, there was data I gave him. So even if I'm mad at him for the things that happened, I love this version of Fran. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful. I'm not going to sit with him and be like, thank you for giving me hell. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm so grateful. What did Brand I, say? Everything you did brought you where you are today. Literally, though. That's exactly how I felt. And so there's <laughs> a beauty in it. You know, mm -hmm. even in, in, in like the ugly stuff that happens and... I, that's why I'm like, I can always see both sides. Because I have friends now that when I told them I saw him, they were like, well, you better, you know, did you curse him out? And I'm like, no, I didn't curse him out. And I, I didn't have no desire to. And he even said, can we link up for tea? And I'm like, we can absolutely link up for tea because you were so crucial to my growth. And, like, I would love to laugh about the things that we took so seriously at that time, of who I was at that time. That and I just, I just, I feel wonderful. I just don't, I've had to forgive unforgivable things as that, a child. That, And that mm, is that. why something as simple as like that boyfriend that did this or that friend that did that. It's like, man, <laughs> if people only knew what I've like legit had to forgive mm. and how it has shifted, like a paradigm shift of how I view the world. I'm not here because life has been so simple that I can be like, oh, come on, guys, let's all love each other. It's like I've walked like through literal hell. Right. Well, I don't know what she's been through. Who? I've walked through literal hell. Wow. And so I see the world differently. I'm like broken open. Yeah. And you could choose to stay broken or you can literally break open. And I think that that's the phase that I'm in now where I'm just like, like with him, I'm like, let's hug it out, bro. Like, it's all good. Yeah. And he knows that when I say it's all good, I'm in no way uh, justifying his actions. Right. The change that happened is I will never be with him again. That's a huge... Or accept those, whatever... That treatment, yeah, that behavior. Treatment, like, yeah. there's no alignment between us. And he knows that. And that was his loss. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I have to, like, hate him for it. Like, I genuinely enjoyed him as a human. I think it's... And I'm like, why would I have to lose that? Just right. because my friends are like, you Fuck can. Them. Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, Shanti's no. different. Fuck Shanti him. got nothing. I even ex. have... No, but... That's fine, but I even I have an ex who cheated on me, and I'm friends with his with that girl. She's yeah, his wife now. I mean, her cool. That's a lot. That's exactly for most people. That's a lot, but to me, it's just funny because that's like that's just what it was at that time. Yeah, you like got some humor. Remember <laughs> 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 that time when that was so crazy? It's funny because it's like. That was such a long time ago. I'm nowhere near that person. But beautiful things. I for me, I know someone who the same thing. They the both parties cheated on the other party, and they're now happily married and have a beautiful 
relationship and you know they've had their crosses to bear but like they are just a wonderful addition to this world like yeah. as a as a couple so i i hear that and it's not for everybody no but it, no but, the, but it is like for right everybody like and i guess it, it goes it back to the whole pro-choice having unwanted children quote-unquote mistakes like this shit is messy but the lotus grows from the mud right like if if we were given space to be messy and be authentic in our mess, then maybe you wouldn't create yeah, people that feel this need. To these Hasidic Jews would not be human. playing around and hiding in the clubs. <laughs> but literally, what what happens is you create these monsters right. that feel so powerless in their being mm-hmm. from what they've been through that they have to take it out on someone. Oh, oh this but is, then they happen oh, to be therapy. they happen to be in government, and then we see oh. them on all these levels that affect the world, yes. and it's like what? But imagine if you had the space to process your traumas you know to have these conversations with your parents like all these things I just feel like we'd have different type of people I'm not saying everybody would be hugging and forgiving but I feel like you'd have more people in their power that would be less interested in what you're doing with your body Mm -hmm. so now that you are in this place right haven't had sex for three years (laughs) child (laughs) <laughs> haven't you know really dated anybody like just been focused like on dry. you yeah my phone oh is, don't tell them it's that. just people being like hey girl how's your day I'm literally maya jade <laughs> hey hi friend <laughs> hi how what what are you what if anything because i don't i don't i'm not hearing this as you're looking for anyone mm-hmm. in particular but if someone were to come along right but let's get write this down. What would you be interested in receiving? What would you be interested in like you know, what kind of partnership are you looking for? What are the things that you want? To be honest, I'd be lying if I told you I had that narrowed down. I love because that. I have to do everything that I haven't done. What is your sign? Taurus. Okay. I have to do everything I haven't done. What's your, like what's your moon? Me. Taurus. <laughs> It's rising. <laughs> Cancer. Oh, oh emotional. <laughs> you see it. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, you know, I'm literally stepping into a new dynamic with men, with this new version of me that I cannot bring those old habits. That's so and those exciting. Old, it's so exciting because I'm, I think I'm in a new awareness that I didn't have before. Like, I'm accountable for how I play into shit. You know, I'm accountable for what I'm recreating in relationships. Everything is a co-creation. Everything is you know, a co-creation. It's Daddy true. It takes it. two. And I let a lot of people push me off cliffs just because I felt this desire to be loved and be understood. And, and I would sacrifice oh, being fine. understood to try to understand, which is insane to oh, me. I oh, all say the it time. again. Friend, are, did you go to therapy? <laughs> Were you in therapy or you just in your room? Like, no, I'm just in writing shit down. Do you journal a lot? Do you yeah. write? Oh, so. But this is what happens when you have time to breathe. So what are some things that you would give to people who, who are interested in doing this work? Like, what are some books? What are some rituals? What are some practices that help for you? I don't do any of that. I'm not a practitioner, so I can't tell you what you need. What I do think is that people need to take the time to find out what they need. All I can say is the time. 
is to take the time because what I need and what you need are not going to be by the same any thing. means necessary. It's right? so by interesting. By any means necessary. And trust that you'll be taken care of. And God trust that it's doing that. It's having that relationship with yourself that will help everything else unfold. Internet, don't call me anymore. I'm going to be busy. <laughs> Everybody out there. I'm the only one that calls I'm a, in this relationship you, anyway. I actually need to stop calling you. This is a one-sided relationship. I do remember last week I called you like two times. You didn't answer. She came but. to New York. Can you... Can, oh, 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 oh. oh. Fran's going to be on my side. I guarantee. She probably is. I guarantee Fran's going to be on my side. All right, Chris, you in this too. I I've decided. <laughs> Shanti came to New York <clears throat> last week and didn't tell me. Came up here. She, and Shanti she lives in Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> what? Fuck all you 95% but of then, people that want to be saying no, otherwise. She came up here and did tell me. Didn't even was like, hey, girl, I'm coming. Like, I would Ener- never maybe go to Maybe energetically. But then posted she on her story. An- well, we finished. That's posted fine. on her story. And then I wrote like, hey, where are you? And ignored me. Left me on red. <laughs> That's I don't have an iPhone, first of all. What does I have that have to do with your phone? So is don't that say red. Cr- hey, yeah, Fran and Shanti I came up here energetically. This is my best friend in the world. I came up here. Get into it, Chris. Listen, let me say something. Because I haven't been able to publicly defend myself. I came up here. I came up here with a limited time. I just came up here for an event. I didn't say you need to see me. It's a courtesy call. I'm in your city, B. See, I love I don't you. get that. Because if you were to call me, say, hey, I'm an affiliate, I can't see you. I've been like, I do do I that. Damn, right. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Enjoy yourself. Whatever. I have been in Philly where you've been like, you're in Philly? Oh, my God. And I've been with, I'm like, go, I'm visiting my mom. I don't have time to see the girls. And you've been like, oh, okay. And you respect it, but then it's still like, but also, oh, my like, God, I'm not offended if you Philly. did it. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be, especially I cannot, if The came. next time I come home, I am not seeing you and I'm not telling you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel Antoinette. about this? She, but she, but and we have different love languages. Antoinette wants to be, you know, she wants to be held in a way I'm that like. You. I'm about to punch you. <laughs> she, you about to say some fucked up shit. No, I understand. And I'll do better because I love you. So next time, I'm like, Antoinette, I don't plan on seeing I you. I don't want to see you. I don't plan I, on seeing But I'm here. You know and what? I feel you. We both got on leopard <laughs> scarves together. Right. And every time we beef in, we yeah, both so have the same outfit on. But here's the other thing. Uh-oh. Maybe, I'm about to rail it all in. Get ready. Ready for this? Maybe I need to allow you the choice. Uh-oh. The agency Talk to decide what Come you're going to do. And maybe and love me either way. I need to crack open a little bit Uh-oh. and stop um, feeling like I need to have these kind of... Or that I don't fuck with you because I didn't come up here. Well, I you, just thought that was corny. I just you thought just that was have foul. to see why you're so charged by that. What does that mean? Ninety five percent of our followers also were charged. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So ninety nine percent of us on a roundaway curls, we need to crack open <laughs> and think about this shit because because obviously that's that situation took you back to somewhere else. You're not even present. You need to go into your inner child when you were six years old. <laughs> no, all jokes Did aside. Or do Dead I just ass. think that's fucked up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me. But this inner child work right. is a thing. It is. Massive it is. thing that I wish more people did. I'm so scared for my daughter. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so genuine. You see your face? <laughs> Jojo. I love you so much. It's going to be okay. She is ignoring you. <laughs> but that's why this that awareness. Can you imagine if our parents had that? My right. mom be like, what? <laughs> Do you know what I was going through? 
My mom, listen, my mom don't have no time for that. She'd be like, inner child, give me a break. Like, but here's the quote I wanted to you're, read. You're 25, Antoinette. She together. wants to. It says, ego, ego says, once everything falls into place, mm. I'll feel peace. Spirit says, find your peace, and then everything will fall into place. And that's literally what I do for a living. How does it feel? <laughs> so this is, that's, the, that's the theme. That How delicate balance, though, of ego and spirit you That's need both thing. yeah ego is what allows me to get on a stage when we're right. on tour and and be bad as fuck <laughs> while doing it and looking fabulous and trying to like you know figure out how to present my best self like yeah. that's ego ego helps me push me out when i want to hibernate and so i need both and people yeah. say kill your ego i'm like if it wasn't for my ego yeah, i wouldn't be doing can. any of this you know but i also make time to have that relationship with spirit where I'm like, if spirit says, yeah, that campaign will look, will be a good look. But like, do you feel like doing it right now? I don't. And I won't. Wow. I want to, I want to dedicate this episode to somebody. It's dedicated to Desiree because she needs to hear this, but that's it. That's the inside job, but this is dedicated to her. Okay. I don't get jealous. I just saw her. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you're so disrespectful. Internet is gonna be okay. I love you. you. Love is not scarcity. It's all for all of us, girl. I've been trying to put you on this polyamory. Like, girl, this love is everywhere, girl. It's only me and JoJo in this world because y'all are mad disrespectful. (laughs) The fact that I just sat here quietly because I'm trying to think of. That's Antoinette's 15 year old feeling away. No, I was thinking, like, do people know who Desiree is? Like, why don't matter. you tell her what. Like, Desiree what? knows. Desiree, Desiree knows. knows who she is. Desiree she was is. a she guest the on the podcast, though. You I know, can shout out her did. episode or something. Reel shout it in. Shout out to Desiree of Nana Apothecary. Catherine's Apothecary. <laughs> she was up. featured on an episode of Around the Way Curls. Go back and listen. It'll, we'll See, link it in the. She, in the blur. That's what I was thinking. You had to reel it into my 15-year-old self. <laughs> Y'all, sorry. she did the same shit on the damn stories before. She was like, Antoinette, love is not about possession. And started, I said, is she airing out my therapy stories online, my codependency stories, just to get people to listen to an episode? And she was like, that's why y'all need to listen to this new episode of Around the Way Curl. I was like, wow, she really used my deepest, darkest therapy story. As a way to advertise. It's relatable I, content. I can't wait. But I I can't wait. Did, because I tried to check that in with you to goes, ask you if you want me to erase that. And I said it was fine. But then she brings up, we need to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fran. Yeah. Fran, where can people, y'all already following her, but Fran, where can people follow you? I'm Hey Fran Hey across the board. So just everything. look up Hey Fran Hey, y'all. Yeah. It's not hard. Um, so we do this thing <laughs> with every guest. Oh, I can't wait. Do you pray? What's going to happen? <laughs> the exact opposite. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, we can pray afterwards. Um, she might. <laughs> we, have, we have our rapid fire questions. Okay. Each guest. So you have to answer these questions. Each guest answers them. And it's a either or. No explanation. You just got to pick. Okay. And you can't be like, oh, my God, it's so hard because I like. Like, no, no, no. Just, just is it this or out. is it this? No thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else to add, Shanti? Because I know you take this very seriously. I do. This is it. This is what this, Shanti... This was developed on the set of The Curl when we were all oh, there. No we went way. around and asked all of the producers and workers. So this has been, what, seven, eight years. I didn't even know that was true. Yep, I have a recording of it. We were like, we're going to 
Listen, this has been That's going on for so a while. That's so crazy. Wow. Uh-huh. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. <clears throat> Malcolm or Martin? Malcolm. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Familial happiness. Jay or Nas? <laughs> Jay. Mac or Sephora? Ooh. <laughs> she don't wear makeup. <laughs> Palestine or Israel? Palestine. In the light or in the dark? In the dark. Prince or Michael? Prince. Sweet or savory? Savory. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Trader Joe's. Family or career? Family. A seat at the table or lemonade? A seat at the table. Evolution or creationism? Evolution. Nikki or Cardi? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the one that got her. (laughs) Cardi. Missionary or doggy style? Missionary. Yes. Protection or pull out in prayer? (laughs) (laughs) Pull out in prayer. (laughs) I love you, God damn it. She is a hood rat. Uh, (laughs) Holistic hood rat. Yes. (laughs) Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Uchi Wally Wally. <laughs> Love Jones or Jason's Lyric? Oh, come on. Love Jones. Sir or Rumi? <laughs> Rumi. <laughs> Make your man a plate or get his own? Get his own. Nuck if you buck or Annie up? Nuck if you buck. 9-11. Inside job or terrorist attack? Inside job. Rihanna or Beyonce? Rihanna. Biggie or Pac? Biggie. The philosophy of Killmonger or the Black Panther? <laughs> Black Panther. Money and dicks or love and light? Damn, because I don't like love and light, so I'm going to have to go to money and yeah! dicks. <laughs> yes! You left the kid no choice. <laughs> Thank you so much, friend. Thank you, guys. Did you have fun? I did. It was it was intense. intense. It was intense. <laughs> yeah, my heart's beating fast, but I'm, I'm so glad we did sorry. it. <laughs> we we got to come up with some... All of our episodes, you'd be like, and then when and I was two, we <laughs> always reel it in. Outside of the I Martin mean, episode, good, you know, <laughs> clearly it needs to be released. But damn, <laughs> all right, we're gonna have an episode where I unpack, I unpack my um young, my inner child. Please, I'm gonna do it, it live out. on the air. Damn, we got who can facilitate that? Uh, I don't know. Find somebody. I know who we can do. All right. We're going to do it. Fran, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're the best. We I'm love so, Fran. I'm glad we did this. Thank you. Me too. Because yeah. this was, I really learned, I I need, a, I, I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of cracking open to do. And a lot of I got a lot of honoring of I'm myself. going away. <laughs> no, that's real. You should. You should. No, this was super, I, I need to re-listen to this and just like. Cry. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Remember when I was four years old? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to pick me I'm up so for daycare, but she, I think I called. <laughs> my mom was, yo, I remember, I remember my mom being like, late one time. Okay. You remember your mom Yo, being I remember late. that shit because I remember her. She was like a mess. She was so upset. She wanted to be a perfect mom. So like she oh. just, she worked nights. There's so much so she was asleep. I, I felt so bad for my baby girl. No, I'm right serious. <laughs> my poor mom, she got there. She was like, it tears in her eyes like oh, I'm so sorry she was like 25 minutes late and oh. I was the only kid in the schoolyard like nobody loves me I know but my mom did she did she did her thing <laughs> she tried God bless her alright and with that we out we out <laughs> good timing too yeah good work by us
You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. You don't own me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys. And don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to say. And please, when I go out with you, don't put me on display. Cause you don't own me. Don't try to change me. I'd never say